Um, kia ora anō, um, hima hima hana kia koutou, um, kei te hui hui mai nei ki tēnei rā, uh, ki tēnei wā. Um, kia ora o and welcome again to our um, kōrero, our Navigating Perspective series with Navigodius, Kayla and I. Uh, and so this is our second session today. And today we um, have a special and most beautiful guest that we feel so honoured to have with us. <laughs> Um, and I will ask her if she can introduce herself because she is amazing. Um, and I'm excited for you all to hear from her, um, glean so many lessons from her and just understand this specific co-papa that we're going to talk in today from her perspective. Um, and um, yeah, I'm excited for that. So um, just before we do get into the introduction, um, uh, we're going to talk into a really special, um, actually, um, what I'll do, what I'm going to do first is I think I want to get Chawi to introduce herself and then we'll embark on the kaupapa and the kōrero. And you already said on the title anyway, so anyway, I'll hand it over to you, shall we? Thank you so much. Thanks for having me in this space. It feels so special to be in this movement of people having the uncomfortable conversations. So just lots of love to you guys for holding space for people to listen, to be part of. It is the way forward. You know, I, I think the first thing in any of the wellness spaces and creating any kind of change, the initial thing is normalizing these conversations. So thank you. Uh, mm. So my name is Xiaomi Moon. I am um, a mama to three beautiful babies <laughs> who aren't really babies. <laughs> I have an <laughs> 11 year old daughter uh, and two sons that are seven and six years old. Uh, my background is in education initially. So oof, like over 10 years ago, I became um, a teacher and I worked in the education industry for on and off for about a decade. Um, and then made a transition into working in the holistic wellness space. I still do some work in the education sector and youth preventative work, predominantly uh, with girls, 9 to 11-year-old girls, and watch this space. <laughs> mm. <laughs> because, yeah, the, the next drive and what I'm really feeling for next year is also creating a program for boys. I'm currently contracted to an amazing organisation called Tipu Skills for Life. Um and in my own business, I work with a lot of different modalities, but essentially um, I support people through um, energy work uh, and through coaching and diluting shame, releasing trauma. I hold women's retreats, um, do lots of collaborative work with amazing people I know in the wellness space as well with breath work and sound healing. And I'm really drawn into really getting to the cause of what is creating disharmony within ourselves holistically. And a lot, well, actually, I'll say everyone, unless you're a monk meditating on a mountain, we all have things in life <laughs> that impact us. There's always stress. And so I often get asked the question, you know, who is like your ideal client? Everyone. <laughs> because everyone can benefit from being held in safe spaces that are judgment-free by bringing in lots of these practices that have been around for a really long time um, and just creating more balance. So recently, in the last kind of year or so, I've been really drawn to working with men. Uh, I now have pretty much 50-50 in terms of my one-on-one -on -one clients, male and female, which I just, I'm so happy about. Like yeah. it's, 
it feels like such an honor and feels really, really special. And so I've kind of been on this journey of learning more about the masculine, how to support them, um, and really saw how in our society, our prevention work is so much in our men and our young boys, because when you look at our suicide stats, our mental health stats, um, the perpetrator stats for things like violence and homicide and all of those things, if we work to come around and, and create villages around our young boys and our men, that's actually where the core of um, the deep preventative work is. So there's lots of things happening at the moment and getting some people together. I've just released a date for a men's retreat next year um, and have organized a couple of people to come together and start this conversation about what it would look like to do preventative work with young boys. Yeah, so that's where I'm at. <laughs> oh, my oh, God. It makes me so emotional. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's, that's, that's so amazing, um, shall we? Like, you know, I understand um, the mahi that you do do, but I didn't understand the extent to which you do it. And, like, I'm sure that's just not even all of it, really. There's so much more. Um, <laughs> and the fact that you're doing this preventative piece too is just so beautiful because I think that's the space where um, there's a gap, obviously, yeah. Um, and, and an absolute need in our communities to actually delve into that preventative space, have those really difficult conversations mm-hmm. and bring those things into the light so that they can actually have some things, you know, some real concrete um, mahi done around them to actually help in that space. Um, Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and I'm excited, I'm excited, I, I, mean, I actually think it's really cool that your client base is 50-50 female and male, like mm-hmm. that's actually really cool, because I know for a lot of wahine working in, in these spaces, it's predominantly women that they work with, so to know that you've got that beautiful balance is so cool. Yeah. Um, and couples are coming to me now, like to do support, I've, I've just like allowed the journey to unfold, I'm doing like couples coaching and mentoring now, and just helping us to understand one another better I think a lot of the like uh, the masculines in our life they're misunderstood and they don't quite understand sometimes why they're doing the things that we're doing and it can create um, frustration whether Mm -hmm. it's with family and partnership all of these things us trying to understand our children that are opposite gender um, and it's just we don't know what we don't know and so when you can go hey here we process differently communicate differently um, you know, like all of these things are actually biologically different. So let's just learn. Like let's just come into learning spaces so that then we have the tools. Because even even within us as sisters, right, is that we're all different and we all need different things. But you don't know what what is, has not been available to you so far. And it's that unraveling of the beliefs about this is what it is to be a man and this is what it is to be a woman and however else you identify. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's particularly that piece around this is what it is to be a man that it, you're exactly right it's been the ambulance at the bottom of the hill for two can I swear yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> for too fucking long like it's been, it's been that way for too fucking long and and if we just keep burying our heads in the sand and not having this conversation not bringing it to the light exactly how you said nothing's going to change and you know one of the things I said recently in a like a message that I was sharing to people was we all have to be part of the change. Like Mm. if you're not part of the change, you're part of the problem. And I, and I said in that when I initially said, I said, I say this with love, but (laughs) if you're not part of the change, you're part of the problem because we all need to be talking about these issues that are happening, particularly in our country. 
Yeah. That's one thing that I that I am really passionate about is just saying things how it is and also prefacing that said with love. Because even yeah. in that, you know, we can go on a tangent about um how being firm is is loving. Absolutely. Yeah. And I really love where this conversation is going because Jazz and I were talking just before and we were talking about how this is also about coming into union with self. So when we understand the masculine and the feminine and harmonize both of those within ourselves, Mm -hmm. then we are better able to understand others irrespective of their um of gender yes absolutely yeah um yeah so many nuggets already and we haven't even really begun this conversation (laughs) um so um I'm gonna just really um hi absolute close up there that was lovely thank you um, <laughs> I only just put underwear on, so you're lucky. Oh, How unfortunate for us! Oh, I love you. Um, I wanted to just, I guess, um, you know, introduce the topic or the co-papa. And to be honest, we haven't even really given it a name or titled it yet because I feel like that'll come out as we talk but mm-hmm. I'm just gonna like share about how this particular idea for a conversation came about um and it was a, just a, a conversation that Kayla and I were having around the navigating series um navigating perspective series and what are some topical areas that are of interest to us and areas that we want to delve into and this particular co-papa was one that I raised um, and it was something that's kind of like been sitting there, you know, how things just sort of sit there and they sort of like um, marinate and you're like, I wonder what that is, you know, and it's just one of those things. So I was like, okay, I'm just going to talk about it. So it was specifically around um, because we do lots of mahi, or the work that we all do, you know, it's in the healing holistic space and helping others working others and guiding others and empowering people humans women men into their own selves in their own space and one particular space it's always really uh, you know been at my heart and I'm like how can we help how can I do better how can I support in this area is the space where um, our women or our mama um are in such a state and get to a place in their lives where their children need to be taken care of by someone else. Um, They need to leave their children. They need to, you know, for a range of reasons. But there are a whole lot, a whole lot of tamariki, a whole lot of our children um, grow up without a mother um, and also without fathers. But for me, because I my mahi's concentrating concentrates with wahine specifically like this is my focus um they grow up without a mother um some of them for all of their life some of them for part of their life but there's a gap and I've witnessed it in my own you know like family unit wider family unit um where there is um a range of issues that if you know the mama has encountered over their life and it's led them to a path of had babies and then 
not being able to have them and not being able to care for them, to, to support them, to love them, to love them from afar, of course. But just this absolute, yeah, um, leaving of our babies and our children. Um, and, and what is that? And how, yeah, <laughs> that's how the court all come up. And for me, it started as this, you know, us talking about Tani, actually, and men. And, um, you know, things that I've experienced over my life and, and connections and friendships and relationships is this um, particular thing that's called a mother wound. And it's a, it's a gap, you know, it's a, it's a space for our Tani um, that they, sometimes they're aware of it and sometimes they're not. And it's something that they have to navigate in their life. Um, and then as Kayla and I talked more and more about it, you know, it actually came back to this concept of coming into union with self. And it's not particularly about healing the Tani or providing them with the tools to heal this mother wound, although that is a piece of this work. Yeah. It's actually about like healing the mama. But when I say mama, I mean the all the aspects of that person's life, you know, like um, all the elements, whatever feeds into a person and how they live. So their foundations essentially. Um, and yeah, so, and we, yeah, we coined that concept as we were talking, you know, this union of self and also this comes back to our initial corridor that we had the very first in this first part of the series, which was about self-awareness. Um, yeah, but that's how the, 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 the topic or the kaupapa come about was what can we do in this space and what is it, I guess, and how can we, yeah, how can we navigate better and how can we support more in this space? I don't know if that's a question or if that was just, yeah, that's that's how it came about. And I'm keen to just talk about that today and share our perspectives on that. Um, and I'll also just preface the corridor, although I'm halfway through it, um, by saying that I was actually really fearful to have this conversation. Yeah. Um, because it's quite close to my heart and um, I've personally been in situations that people have been affected in this way. Um, and um, and also because I don't have any um, babies of my own and this is to do with you know tamariki and babies I kind of felt a little bit like oh I don't know if I um, can corridor in this space and talk in this space but also know that I can because I'm coming at it from my own perspective and my own experience in it so um, yeah I think it needs to be talked about I don't know that it's talked about much or enough and I feel like there's a big gap in our space to actually support our wahine and our tāne more. Yeah, and I just want to talk about it today. So I'm keen to hear from you both about what your whakaro, your thoughts are in this space. And yeah. Yeah, I, um, I, I resonate super deeply to both of those elements, which is fascinating. Like I grew up without a mum. Um, so yeah, she was non-existent. And then when she was in my life, it was very abusive, very unstable, very much a hurt person hurting people. And it has been over eight years since I actually chose to completely step away from having her in my life, mm. um, which as you can imagine, was not an easy choice to make and has come with all of the grief and all of the loss, you know, for a person I wanted her to be that she just wasn't able to be and still isn't able to be. 
you know, mm-hmm. and now I'm able to send that love from a distance and just go, do you know what? My journey in this life was that that person that um, could have been the one to nurture me and love me and raise me and guide me through the challenges in my life and be there on the day I got married and be there when my babies were born and be that person. That wasn't my journey, you know, mm-hmm. and in all of the grieving around that and, and going, she just doesn't have the ability. It's, you know, cycles of generational trauma and addiction and mm-hmm. mental health and mm-hmm. all of these things that sit there. Um, and so it is that sending love from afar. So I feel like I can really sit in that place, obviously, from me as a woman, but then having to learn how to mother without knowing what it was like to have a mother, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um, and 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 the other part is that uh, I, because of a lot of the trauma that had happened in my life and lots of other things that were happening after my second baby, I was diagnosed with postnatal depression. And so then I, I remember being on the side of feeling like I was failing, feeling like I wasn't enough, feeling like I didn't want to be here, you know, which then unraveled to actually 10 years of depression once we kind of looked into it. Um, and PTSD and lots of other stuff Mm -hmm. but I remember that sense of failure you know and and I I was when I got the support that I needed and I got better and I got well and I have been for many many years now Um, but I I I can feel that feeling that these mamas feel of I just want to love them and I don't have the capacity right now because I don't have a cup that's full of love inside of me and that that element right that's that element of the prevention work when it comes to our mothers is is that I say this to so many clients in order to love another or give in any way to another it has to come from an overflowing abundance of that abundance of worth abundance of energy abundance of time of love or whatever Mm -hmm. otherwise we put ourselves into natural states of depletion which naturally happens when you're raising children because you have to give more you know especially when they're very um dependent on you in the beginning and I I believe that our village has actually been taken away from us I think I don't think we lost it. People say we lost the village. I'm like, we didn't lose it. It was taken from us mm. due to many societal systems that have been put in place. Um, it has been stripped from us because not that long ago, we were in villages raising our children together. We were bleeding together. We were grieving together. We were celebrating together. We were there like in this harmony and union with our other sisters, you know, with our men. It was cohesion. It was harmony. It was all of these things. And that was stripped. And the loneliness that so many people, and Mm. this is why, of course, you're part of this conversation, Jazz, because Mm. You don't need to have the same story as someone else to resonate to the feelings that someone else can be feeling. <laughs> you know, it's a tapestry and it all weaves together. Mm. But the sense of loneliness and the pressure that is put on us as mothers that no matter what you do, you're fucking up. You breastfeed, you bottle feed, you co-sleep, you don't co-sleep, you go back to work, you stay at home. No matter what you do, if you're young, if you're old, if you're married, you're unmarried, doesn't matter. <laughs> somebody there is going to be a belief system that is telling you you're doing it wrong (laughs) Mm. and so of course it's this immense pressure that is happening and then the the lack of support because especially the stigma in this country around mental health 
probably most likely these cycles of generational things that are sitting there a lot of the time haven't been addressed and all of a sudden they're floundering you know they don't have yeah. those cups that are full so the the village isn't there that the repair work and love work hasn't been there the conversations aren't there and then they're getting pressure to be this fucking perfect mother that doesn't exist yeah. like of course this is the situation we're in right now it was it's a natural byproduct of the current society that's exactly what is happening right now yeah yeah i completely agree with that there's so much to this conversation um and I thank you for, for sharing that both of you um, I want to come at this from obviously my my perspective and my in my story um, for me so I have my son he's 13 next year um, and I'm happy at the moment for those who don't know um but where I'm coming at with this is that I was that mum who had to make choices because I was unwell um and you know it was drug addictions and and things like that and just not just not having the tools that yeah. there were there were no tools for me after oh fuck this makes me emotional. Um you know after the loss of, of my first child, my stillbirth. Um and then you know, I was really young. And so I really want to come at this conversation from we we're providing the tools for people to to have and you know there, there's points in the journey where I I can 100% guarantee that people don't know where to look for for support because that I was that person and if we do go looking for that support people are going to judge us or they're going to call us crazy and we're going to end up in ward eight and we're actually not that that crazy you know we're just very you know, a lot of us are just very um, spiritually gifted. Mm -hmm. And we feel a lot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we're, we're empaths. <laughs> but, you know, I love that we spoke about this briefly um, before we pushed record. And it was that forgiveness piece because one thing that was coming up in this in this conversation as a whole was how some of us as mums me and, and even my mum you know being physically present at times but not emotionally available or not you know because we're dealing with so much you know abuse or or um partner not being not being there um partner also being emotionally unavailable and just all that stuff in in the environment and that forgiveness piece of mum and, and even dad as well um, is really huge. And to even get to that point of forgiving yourself for 
the thing the choices that you had to make uh it's a hard space to come to especially if you don't have the tools to allow that to happen one of the most freeing beliefs that I've integrated in this is that our children chose us exactly (laughs) as we were in every moment of their journey so far you know Mm. I I call that the six months after my separation from my kids dad I call the kitchen floor days (laughs) because I just cried on my kitchen floor (laughs) (laughs) I just like cried on my kitchen floor like all the time trying to like co-parent and raise like three children and my youngest was one and you know it was just like it was it was survival mode and and I love um your vulnerability around this Kayla because so many of us and again this can be a universal message but it is that self-forgiveness piece that keeps us stuck and you know Mm -hmm. a lot of the times when I drop people into meditation and we come and we embody love and we send love out we send love out to all of those that have supported us. We send love out to all of those that have brought us challenges. And the final piece I always speak into is we send love to every version of ourselves we've ever been up until now. Mm. Because she was who she needed to be to become who we are today. Yeah. You know, and and our the, one of the greatest gifts we can give our young people is our authenticity and our vulnerability and mm. our imperfections. You know, and our children getting to see us in tears some days, like having to apologize for things some days, you know, like not always keeping our cool, all of these things, like they're getting to see what it is to actually be a human, Mm. you know, and this links in so perfectly with our young men because they are particularly in our country being taught to be inhumane to themselves by Mm separating their feminine part of themselves which is their emotions which is their vulnerability which is their intuition and us all every single person regardless of parent or gender or anything the greatest gift we can give our young people is to completely be ourselves when we look back at the times that we're like yeah yeah we did make some fuck-ups that's Mm. part of the human experience (laughs) What we then take responsibility for is is stopping the cycles, is not repeating the things, you know, is is teaching them that we claw our way back up, you know, and that we're we're committed to the growth and to the evolution. And then they get to witness resiliency, which is one of the most important virtues they will need to have in this lifetime. Mm. Yeah. Um yeah, thank you. Sorry, thank you, Kayla, for your vulnerability because, you know, I really appreciate you sharing that and I know so many other people listening to this mm-hmm. will also resonate with that. And um, I know, you know, a lot of, especially our wahine Māori, don't or haven't shared their story around this because of, um, I guess, the stigmas that get attached, you know, the the guilt and the shame and the mental illness and all the things and, like, you know, I, I know as as we share more in these spaces and we talk more about it, it helps to dilute that and um, helps to um, encourage more of these authentic conversations yeah. and that, um, you know, being vulnerable is the power 
is is the is the empowering part of our lives and of our stories because it's you know not only healing for us but it's also helping others to come into their own too and to own their stories and to speak the truths and actually own that for themselves so that then they can get the support the tools and the healing that they do need for themselves um and I just wanted to touch on the point that you spoke about in regards to our Tani and how um you know they've become quite removed from their feminine energy I also feel like the same can be said for our wahine who have leaned right into the masculine energy mm-hmm. um and I'm speaking from my personal experience and um have having having had done that for years, like operated out of my masculine energy um, as a means of survival, um, as a means of getting things done and how I was shown and how I was <laughs> guided in a way to be. And like, um, you know, when I reflect on my own mother and um, the things that I witnessed and observed in her, she was very much in her masculine full her life really like there were very tiny snippets that I saw of her and her feminine energy and I I know now that that was when she'd gone through a period of healing mm. you know I've known that in my adult life mm. with, um, because my my mum actually passed away when I was 20 and um I nursed her through her she she passed away from breast cancer and um she it was quite rapid like she had her treatment and stuff for a year and then she got it back again and she had it back it grew quite radically and quickly and so she kind of called me back from Hamilton and sat me and my brothers down and told us what was happening and yeah and that was like in March and I think I finished uni because I was in my last year at the time I wasn't I wasn't in my last year I was in my second to last year and I came home anyway and looked after her. Like nobody told me to do that. I just thought that was the right thing to do. And that's what yeah. I did. Um, and um, where was I going with that story? Oh, yeah. So anyway, so I watched, I guess, you know, as a child to 20 years old with a mother, like watching her navigate her way through life and, um yeah just just in terms of that energy space that that was that was you know the masculine energy is what the energy she sat in so that's just something that I mirrored in my life mm-hmm. and that's why I told that story because I was going to say in those last months of her life like we had many conversations and I got to I guess see her through a different lens and I guess that's because my perspective of her had changed as well um just having seeing her in a more vulnerable place and um yeah how the roles had actually kind of reversed um and I got to see more of a feminine side within her which was unfortunate because she was unwell but I think it was also like a surrendering for her too during that during that time um this is really interesting that I'm talking about it because I have not ever talked about this aspect of my mother's life and that Mm. passing part um so yeah to you know, I guess for from a personal perspective, I got to witness like the feminine from that place and her in her surrender mode. And um yeah, just the softening, creative, um, opening space that that demonstrated to me that is possible because mm-hmm. I could see it within her. I know that it's within me. You know, because this is perception, eh? Like, you can't see something in somebody if it's not in yourself. Yeah. 
and I didn't know that then because I was a very naive 20-year-old. Um, and, yeah, I'm still learning lessons now from her, you know, and this is I'm 42 now. So, um, and I just I just uh, communicated that full-on lesson for to you two first and foremost because I've never <laughs> talked about that before. So wow. here we go. <laughs> Yeah, yeah that's so powerful. It's so Thank powerful. So thank you so much for sharing. That's okay. Yeah, Thank you. Really. Mm. yeah. Thank you for opening the space. Like these spaces are a little <laughs> bit magical, eh? Like it's just like all the things come out. Yeah, yeah. I literally just had that right now. Drop it. I've never talked about Anyway, you two were the first, and then whoever listens to this quarter will be the next to be for them. Yeah. Um, yeah. One of my favorite quotes is shame dies when stories are told in safe places. And yes. you spoke into it before, and it's so beautiful. It's it dilutes, right? I love that it dilutes. Mm. And and so us being able to be in our feminine right now and in our vulnerability and share about like our heartache and our grief, that's going to every human that is listening to this right now, that vulnerability is safe, that vulnerability is healing. You know that we all, I, I know, would have things in our lives that we had held shame around, but there is no purpose to shame like shame and guilt are the only like two emotions that don't have any purpose to them. <laughs> like except mm. for keeping you stuck in a space, you know, like anger, we can turn into momentum and sadness, we can alchemize and turn into other things. But it's the more that we open up the space to being strong, fierce, independent woman, which we all are, and vulnerable and we talk about the things in our lives and we're going to try and make a difference in whatever way we possibly can forever like you can be in this exactly that polarity and like what I what my belief on what has kind of happened in society and you guys have both spoken into it is that we've gone into this wounded masculine energy right now and as a, a collective in society and part of coming into that wounded masculine which has been in that for like 1800 years <laughs> is that the, the rise of the feminine that's come yeah. up through like these feminist movements and it's needed to be angry and it's it's needed to be so we could alchemize that anger you know a lot of people are like oh you know but like feminists that are anti-man and blah 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 I'm like oh I totally don't support that and I see how there's been a place for it. It, it hasn't been an anti-man. It's been a fucking anti-this system. Like yeah. this system is failing anyone. And I've really felt this shift over the last couple of years because you're right, that's still the wounded masculine within the feminine. <laughs> and so there's been this shift of, okay, we've like let that anger be outside of us, like as a collective feminine. Now, what do we do with it? What do we know? We're, we are creators. You know, we are like master manifestors. We are birthers. No matter whether you're birthed or not, we are birthers. We know how to create things. Like that is our natural innate knowledge as women. And so mm -hmm. we take what it has been, we bring forward what feels good and what we want to keep here as a foundation. We let everything else go and let that anger, you know, and the sadness and the grief transmute it. And 
uh, what I what I believe is peace on earth is exactly what you guys have spoken into is the the balancing within every single one of us on an individual level of our masculine and feminine and and that isn't a 50 50 that is however it is to you because and and that will change and it will sway but having a healthy relationship to both of those energies within you so that you can intuitively know which parts of yourselves to bring forward and on a collective level so balancing out those energies on a collective level as well like i believe that's peace on earth <laughs> and i believe yeah. that we were going you know and so it's going yet yeah, i love how you so openly spoke into being in that hyper masculine like as a woman me too fuck yeah survival mode been like single mom for five years and you know my my husband is fantastic and we co-parent but it's still fucking hard like three kids and they're often trying to kill each other <laughs> oh, honestly like, <laughs> I, I i go i put my hands up to, to mothers first and foremost like mama is a collective like y'all are the bosses of this fucking world um <laughs> but like single mama like that's a whole other that's a whole other navigation piece like i don't even know how you living and looking amazing and being awesome <laughs> and doing all the things that you do like I don't even know like I'm just me and like I'm like struggling through the day you know like <laughs> but you know what it's because of you it's because of the village like yeah. those of us that are actually like thriving and doing the work and all of that maybe some of our pieces have been doing it alone I know I, I've done a lot of my personal development journey alone but yeah. we've realized we can't do it alone. Like I have a whole array of female friends, all different ages and stages in life, some with kids, some without kids, some are 20, some are 60 and everything in between. Like we need to be all together. You know, yeah. I know that I couldn't be raising my children the way I am now if I didn't have the village around me that I do now. Like I've got amazing male friends. I've got amazing female friends. Like you are a piece to the raising of, of yeah. children and of like the new way and the work that you're doing and the path that is we couldn't do it without everyone else that stands beside us whether that's just a phone call of like oh fuck I'd like to talk to me for a moment because I'm gonna fucking like go crazy <laughs> like you know whether it's like loving on us bringing in the healing modalities whatever it is we're all pieces to that puzzle and that belief that we're divided or we're different based on our life stage our gender our religion any of those things like that's false we are all connected we are all one the work you do on yourself helps to raise the collective frequency so like yeah. everything you do and every single one of us does actually helps everyone else yeah 100% yes. yeah uh yeah the, this is all what we were talking about on the, I, yeah um and i i really want to sort of steer this conversation into breaking down those that mm. <laughs> unhealed wounded masculine um perspective um beliefs and mm. ways of of viewing things um in our own in our own worlds um, and for anyone anyone watching this, you know, Jazz and I did a self-awareness um, podcast for our first episode and we started touching on beliefs and things like that. And I believe that, you know, we need to start questioning those beliefs and those narratives on like 
a really small scale so within our individual lives and then what what our beliefs are about about the masculine about men about the feminine and getting to know that getting to embody the feminine within ourselves and, and learning embracing embracing who we are and actually fucking getting rid of this we need to be strong for our children because that's just fucking bullshit um Amen. And I, i'm not human. i'm not yeah. sorry to say that because <laughs> i have you know zayden has had to come and stay with my family in the south island which is where we live now um so many times and i he's seen he's seen a lot right and he's seen me break down and he's seen me cry and he he's one of you know i've i'm not going to say i've created him <laughs> into this but i've just guided yeah and yeah. i've not i've not like what what am i trying to say what is the word hmm. i've not um sheltered him from hmm. the shit that has gone on in in my in our life and oh. i've tried my best to give him information about what's going on based on what he can comprehend and then other times you know as he's gotten older i can talk to him about other things so that he can understand but yeah i really just dislike this we need this masculine um energy of we need to be strong for our kids because yeah as i said it's just it's just crap and he's he's a very nurturing young boy and this is you know this is what we need to create within them to give them that um embodiment piece around the feminine because we're also doing that mm-hmm. and i remember one day i was crying and i can't remember what exactly happened but he came to me and he gave me a hug and i felt really guilty that he was he was comforting me you know and and saying it's it'll be okay mom like all this kind of stuff you know and sometimes i see things that are oh you shouldn't let your kids um see you like that or you know they they might take on too much when they're too young and i think that because <laughs> i can see you know from from his father's perspective you know these things that he i i don't want to bring my son up to believe something that's not true if that makes sense um yeah you want him i feel like what what i'm hearing from you is that <laughs> you want him to see you living authentically yourself so that he can live that way too. Yeah. Yeah, that's a well whole other fucking topic, man, because, you yeah. know, single single mum, obviously his, you know, my ex-partner, his stepdad was 
in his life the most um, for, you know, up to six or seven years. And um, that was really good for him, um, aspects of that. But, you know, yeah, there's just things that we have to take on that father role as well as the mother role. And then we have to also heal ourselves and we have to, you know, balance the masculine and feminine within us. And and then we also have to deal with the absent part of of the father. Mm. For, mm. for in my life, in my life anyway. Mm. Um, and I just feel like it's such a huge purpose. I've um I have a a friend that is doing his training to become a men's coach right now and it's gifted me so much insight um and I'll I'll begin this piece that wants to come through me with this is coming from absolute love for our men but we and for our women is that we actually can't give our children the parts that they need to have for masculine. We can actually only show up as exactly what you said, but we fucking need warriors around our men. We desperately, we, for the well-being of us as the, the women supporting young people and for the well-being of our children, our daughters and our sons and our nieces and nephews and all of that, we actually need them to rise. Like we need them to be doing the work because the space that they hold is different to the space that we hold. And like I said to, I was speaking to someone the other day and I, I said exactly what you said. I feel like sometimes I'm trying to like be in both of those, those roles. And he said to me, but you can't be like as a mum. And he says, we're like saying this, you're a fucking empowered as fuck. Like that's not it. <laughs> but you, you can only show up as, as what you can offer. And this is, again, why the prevention work is so much in the men. But in order for, like, our, our boys to become the empowered warrior, like, king versions of them, they actually fucking need men around them that they can see. All we can do is show them an empowered woman. We mm. need the men to show them what an empowered man looks like. Like we, mm. the, the journey that we've had to go through, like me having to learn to be a mother when I didn't have like a healthy, stable mother, like ever, it was fucking hard. Like, I don't want that. And you know what? I'm going against all the statistics. Like I should be a drug addict. I should be abusing mm. my children. I, you know, I should be all these things. Like I was blessed to have some support in the tools that I had to not go into those. That's not the case for everyone. So we need to be doing the, the the prevention work in absolutely like the young boys, but our growing men, and it's mm. fucking tough. And I'll say this right now to all of you that are like in partnerships with our men or men listening to this. And I pray that there are men listening to this. Yeah. I pray. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I know that they are because they're like, well, you know, men that are coming to see me. But like what I feel this really big push that what is our job now as the female is to go, yes, do all the stuff we need to do, but fucking like get behind them and like love on them and like create spaces. Like um, a friend today 
had a post on Facebook and it was sharing um, about Twitch's suicide. And yeah. she said, this is like really hit home because just this week, there's been a coach that I know, a sports coach that's taken his life where she lives. She said, what can we do to help? And one of the things I said is for our men is to get into men's groups or start your own like movement, like go into spaces where you're free from judgment as us as the feminine learn their love languages so we can love on them through their lens and their love languages, them having hobbies and spaces that they can go into their caves to process. Part of our responsibility is actually learning about the masculine and, and not from a place of lack, but from a place of knowing there's only so much we can do. We actually need the warriors for our mm. sons. Like we yeah. really do. <laughs> I think, think, yeah. Yeah. I th thank you mm. for sharing that perspective. Um, there's so much in that. Um yeah, and and um, I, you know, as you were talking, I was just reflecting on men and sons that I've witnessed and observed and experienced in my lives, and yeah, you know, the difference between um the men or the fathers that are really present and like mm -hmm you know, loving and also firm when they need to be and the ones that are absent, like there's, yeah, there's, there's quite significant yeah. gaps and differences. Um, mm. Oh, I did have a really good point to make. <laughs> um, I feel the rise of the masculine. I feel it so predominantly. I am, I'm coming across more and more men, friends of mine that are younger, that have got kids, that don't have kids, that are in and outside of partnership. I think what they're feeling is, like I said about that anger transmuting, I think they're feeling the feminine like softening more and just like holding it more. Yeah. You know, yeah. this conversation in itself is going yeah. to our men. We see you, yeah. we honor you, we value mm -hmm. you. Like, yes, you've mm -hmm. been fucking failed too. Like, yes. this is what they need. We're creating the energetic space so that yeah. those that choose to do that work can come in and it not necessarily be with us in that, but they'll go and do the stuff. But they need to feel that, like, non-judgment. Like, that. Mm -hmm. that's critical for their movement as well. Yeah, I think that's what I wanted to say was that sometimes people that need specific tools or messages or things um the knowledge around a specific area in their life that they lack will one either not know that that's a gap for them and they need it um and two know that they need it but then be triggered by everything that they see and they hear and they feel and then do that again like suppress it um or you know and just and I know this from personal experience because there's some areas in my life that I'm still you know um, growing and developing in and whenever I see something I'm like no nope, not today like because I don't want to read that today because I don't want to be reminded and I need to do work around that and I'm not fucking ready just yet yeah. which <laughs> you know, is also I, okay to a degree yeah like, yeah which is also okay that. sometimes we're like no <laughs> yeah yeah not today satan no, no. Um, <laughs> but it's not even satan it's actually you know divine know. because it's like you need to do this you need to do this <laughs> um, yeah so yeah and I've, I've experienced this in my own life as like you know experience especially with tani like witnessing them seeing them making loving suggestions and then getting the like yeah 
And also because it's not my place to say, hey, yo, you need some healing right now. <laughs> be with Jesus or whoever you want to be with. Like it's, but sometimes out of frustration, you're like, can you just, because you know, like, you know what needs to happen. And it's just like, they're just not going to listen. And I just need to shut my fucking mouth. Otherwise it's just making it worse. Um, yeah. Um, so I sort of feel like I'm going around and around and roundabouts with this, but it's like, <laughs> it's like, yeah, this this topic that is so prevalent, you know, the gap is so massive. And yeah, wahine are on the rise, have been for fucking years now, which is why there are so many women just doing things in spaces. Like if you look, if you actually look and you see, you can see what's happening. Um, and yeah, it's just like, K here, like where are... <laughs> What is Tani? Like, you know, a yeah, site well. like, like, they're coming, like they're yeah, coming. They like that, so- that sounds a little bit, yeah. Yeah. No, but they then- are. And like probably a year ago, I was I was in exactly the place that you are. I was like, where the fuck are they? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and especially like as like a single female too, we're like, if I'm gonna be going into partnership, you've got to be working on your shit. And I'm like, where's the guys working on this shit? <laughs> you go darling sorry no no like this is yeah me and my friends have often not not often but you know had conversations like I mean I feel like we should just go wait at the finish line at the men's medicine court or like he koi like what we <laughs> <laughs> I, I think this is it though. it's also us shifting our perspective right because I when I had this call to work with more men at first I was like, fuck, that feels really daunting. And like, what is it even going to look like? What am I going to have to learn? And can I do it by myself? Do I need to be? And I do have like another business where I'm alongside a male in the podcast and stuff too with Nick. Yeah. Um, so part of that is. But what I realized I had to do was change my beliefs around the space I could hold, around, yes, mm. there are men looking for help, around, yes, there are men doing for work, yes, there are gorgeous divine masculine men out there. Like, I actually had to unravel, and, and part of that unraveling was looking at the ways I have been neglected, I have been, um like, um mistreated by the masculine. Fuck yes, I have. Like, fuck mm. yes. I have not been treated well by the masculine in the past. So it was actually an unraveling of those wounds to get to the place of like, I surrender to your universe, bring me, show me. And in the last year, I have met the most incredible men that I'm so inspired by, like that I'm just, I learn from like friends. I have male friends that we'll get together. We talk openly and honestly about everything. We tell each other we love each other. We'll cry together some days. Like, and I'm telling you, it's, and it's not, it's because, well, because of a couple of things, but I know I had to unravel the stories that I was carrying around that. And then as that continued, of course, then I have like male clients coming to me because they feel like that safety because I'm going, there are men out there that want to do the work and they need to do the work. And we're just going to hold the space for that. And it's happening. And I, and I, and I almost feel like I feel privileged to be a beacon to like other people to be like, no, they are there. Yeah. Like I have a lot of them in my life and, and let's just keep getting that belief going of like, there are men out there and like send love to their wounds and how they've been failed. We're going to stay in our lane and it's your responsibility if you do that. Like it's not our responsibility to heal that or do that or whatever, we're yeah. not fucking, we're going on our path <laughs> and yes. we're going to keep moving forward without a doubt. 
but also yeah. going, getting behind any of our men that are holding spaces, um, that are starting men's groups and sharing them, like sharing them, like getting them out yeah. there to reach people, you yeah. know, like doing that and sending, like building up their confidence. Like a lot of my guy friends, because of what I've learned around confidence and integrity with the masculine, I'll give them so much praise. And the amount of coaching mm -hmm. I've done with couples where the woman has said, oh, I don't like give him compliments and stuff like that because I don't really think that he needs it. He's all good. I'm like, what the fuck? He's human. Yeah. <laughs> like, how does it? And they're like, oh, you know, like it, it feels like he's not as much of like a man if he says he wants like compliment and validation, appreciation from me. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. oh, that's something we need to fucking get rid of. <laughs> yeah, there's definitely a love language. And I've found it quite common in Tanya. Like, I mean, yeah, yes. who doesn't love to be told they're doing a great job? exactly and and yeah. actually for like the um for the male consciousness it is really really empowering yeah. that like sense of integrity that they get from it when we're like honoring them we're like oh, fuck so cool because it's so much about like setting small goals and achieving them and the integrity and then all the confidence comes in so you know it's you know if you meet one man in your life and he's like doing this stuff whatever it's like getting behind them that is one of the greatest gifts we can do right now for society and yes. and also like for our young boys celebrating everything for them you mm -hmm. know and just like building up like the confidence is the key yeah. for a lot of our young boys mm -hmm. because it you know that gives them that foundation of a healthy self-worth as opposed to what oh, society yeah. is conditioning which is an imbalance which is arrogance right and that yeah. is normalized. And so giving them that really beautiful confidence built on self-worth that is coming mm -hmm. from love, that's going to set them up so they don't swing around to that unhealthy part of that arrogance that can come in. Mm, 100%. That's kind of something that I would like to um, draw awareness to is that <clears throat> that piece around, you know, <laughs> um, not... You know, it, it, there being a fine line between them and that unhealthy energy of the masculine and <clears throat> oh, why am I why am I saying this? As in our young boys that are in the wounded masculine or our adult men? Adult men. Ah, oh, okay. Adult yeah. men. Yeah, and the, uh, the reason why I say that is because you brought up something about self-responsibility and and how that's, you know, all around ownership and things like that and us being so clear in our boundaries and who we are Absolutely. Um, that we actually don't allow that stuff to to occur because what I was what I was thinking, you know, as you were talking was, Oh man, because I've felt like at times that yes, I want to work with men because I I've been in you know in my own story and in in my own experience this mother wound and and the masculine and how that's affected me um, and and my and my children as well you know um, and sort of being on the fine line between oh, 
I'm, I'm getting lost with this now. <laughs> like, as in, are you speaking to setting healthy boundaries with the masculine? Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Like, yeah. absolutely hold them accountable. Mm. You know, this is, this is, it is, you know, especially for, okay, and this is specifically to exactly this conversation. So especially for our young boys that have been raised without that mm. healthy yeah. um, feminine energy there, often we're tending to the inner boy within the unhealed masculine, right? And what does the inner boy need is loving, healthy boundaries with effective yeah. communication um, with explanation, with all of these things mm. of like, I love you, babe. And when you do X, Y, and Z, like that is completely outside the parameter of what we have decided is the foundation of this relationship. You're mm. not projecting like onto them, like you make me feel this because nobody can make us feel anything. Yes. But when we can clearly articulate boundaries, I do this in all of my like male friendships, um, going into relationships, everything mm. like that, very clearly communicate. This is the parameter of like our space. And mm. if these things are not respected, then this is going to be what's going to happen. You yeah. know, like giving them that is love. And, you know, it's a lot of what I learned in my um, my roles in education is that that has somehow got a little bit warped and <laughs> that like love is um, is unconditional. But that isn't actually what it is that we're doing. You know, when we're saying to kids like, oh, no, you can just do whatever or, you know, like, yeah, just tending to the child, like tending to the child is saying no sometimes. Yeah. Like no with love. Yeah. And for those men that have those inner child wounds, they need to trust us and trust our word. And this is for all, this is for family members, partners, everything like that. This is for all of the men that have that inner child wound. They need to trust our word because to them, word is so, um, so vital, right? Like mm. it's so vital. And so if we're saying like, uh, I, like that, that is outside of what feels good to me. That is not how I want to be treated. If we then continue to allow them to treat us like that, we're becoming untrustworthy. Now they don't trust the feminine. Yeah. Whereas if we go like, this is not how I would like to have this friendship, whatever, you know, partnership, whatever it is. And we go like, now this has happened, like this behavior, this is going to be what I'm going to do to take care of myself. Whether that is stepping away, taking space, whatever it is, but we have to become trusting safe spaces. And that is with healthy boundaries. Yeah, I have to use it with male clients sometimes, like not necessarily articulate, but, you know, like I know that it is inside a parameter of what is respectful um, client practitioner, like it's all of those things. Yeah. And they know they can trust me. Like they know I'm going to show up in respect of them and also like have my boundaries within that. And so, of course, they feel safe because we've set, like, it's a safe place that has respect and boundaries and communication within it. Yeah, yeah. And that's that. That's the piece about setting up those clear and healthy boundaries via communication and not expecting that the other person knows what your boundaries are. so differently. Yeah. <laughs> And we can't read yeah. theirs. I do the pleasure yeah. work, right? The woman's like, oh, mm. he's not doing what I want. And I'm like, do you know? Have you told him? She's like, no. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, oh. ah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We can't read your mind. Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't have a female body. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. You. Um, yes, that was amazing. <laughs> yeah. 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 
Well, that's what I've seen. And like, thank you for speaking into it as well, because I, yeah, I think that sometimes if people don't understand that part of it, they can hear like from my messages, oh, so, you know, we just let them get away with anything. Oh, we just like love on them. It's like, no, love is healthy boundaries. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. love, again, has to come from that overflowing of your own heart. So when that love is coming from the overflowing of your own heart, you are your own priority. So of course it comes with respect for self. Of course it comes with boundaries for self and well-being. It has to. That's actually what support and love is. Yeah. And I, yeah. I think, um, yeah, love is at the core. Love is at the core always, hey, like with mm. everything and anything that we do. Well, it should be, I guess, intentioned yeah. and you're off light. <laughs> um, and I, I, I just want to like also take this opportunity just to, because to, to bring it back to like our initial, like mm. the co-papa that we lead with and what we were talking about, which was, um, you know, our our mama that make those choices in their mm. lives to, um, you know, um. I don't even want to say leave, but just, well, they do make a choice to, you know, yeah. have their children look after, be looked after by someone else or, or leave them at, at that time in their life or whatever reason it is, like, you know, um, and that just based on the cordial that you were both just having around boundaries and also, and it's something you spoke about right at the beginning, um, shall we, when you spoke about, you know, if our own hearts aren't overflowing or filled with, you know, filled up, basically, hmm. there's no, there's no um, capacity to overflow that into anyone else, let alone ourselves, um, you know, inclusive of our children and our babies. So, um, I, and I guess, you know, a lot of the mahi that we do is is working in with people to help them in these range of spaces that they find themselves in for whatever reasons but I think too I just wanted to bring it back to any of our um, women or even our families even just anybody that finds themselves in these situations where it's come to the point where babies do need to be left or given over to other family members to be taking care of them or raising them for a certain period of time um, that you know and, and as you shared in your really vulnerable and courageous share Kayla there there is there is you know that you can you can change things you you don't have to um, continue in the vein or continue in that current projection or trajectory sorry projection trajectory of your life and the pathway that you are on and and if it does mean you know leaving your babies for a period of time because you need to have space and time to actually do the things that you need to do to come back to that um then you know it's actually taking those steps and creating those boundaries for yourself and for the safety and well-being of your own children yeah um, that you can you know have the space to do the healing that you need to do to come back to it and I guess in a, a long way round I'm just you know wanting to get back to the point that um I think it's about having those clear intentions when you are making those decisions or having to do those things. Um, and, and um, you know, the impact that it does create for not only the children, but also the families. And that there are supports out there. There are tools that can help you on, on your pathway, on your journey. And it is about discovery. You know, that's what I heard from you, Kayla. And understanding what resources and tools are available to you if you do find yourself in that situation mm. um, it's through the talking 
Yes. It's through it's through having those conversations, those hard conversations and and not feeling like you're gonna be fucking judged. Mm. Or, you know, and as I said, think that you're crazy. Um, because I can I can think of a few people right now who would absolutely benefit from this conversation and I'm actually gonna send this to them when it's uploaded. Mm. Um because we for myself, you know thinking that the only help that's available is within the system and this you know no no disrespect to um services within the system but people need to also know that there's help there's support available outside of the system through you know all of the the grassroots stuff that all of us do as well and you know, that's why I created the home birth group and things like that and why I created my planner and all that kind of stuff because, yes, the system can help, but also there's other things too. Yeah. You know what's yeah. so fascinating about the timing of this conversation is that my client is today, new client, she spent three and a half hours with me last night she two days ago her daughter boarded a plane and has gone to live in another country young daughter oh I just got goosebumps yeah Mm. and um it was one of the most beautiful sessions that I've had and I said to her two part two pieces she reflected back to me in our time together which will be exactly for these mums that we're speaking into right now, two pieces that we shared or that I shared with her changed drastically her grieving, like changed a lot of that. One of them was something we've already spoken into, which was she she chose this, you mm. know, she chose you as her mum, she chose him as, as her dad and, and she needs to be who she is in this next stage of her life in order to be who she's going to be in the future. And this mm-hmm. particular part of her life, you're not in it. And, and it was this mum's choice for a multitude of reasons. Um, and obviously, even when you know sometimes you're doing the right thing, there's so much grief in it. Yeah. And the oh. other part that I shared with her was something that I I am I really do feel I embody and that I teach a lot of is open-hearted connection without attachment mm-hmm. and so for a a mom that is able to to know that they love their baby so much that they don't need to be attached to raising them in this particular period of time that is a deep love like that is a love that is absolutely boundless and limitless. That is, and I love you, and I know the best thing for you right now. Fuck, I've got like full on goosebumps oh, like everywhere. Yeah. yeah. Can you just can yeah. you just say that again, shall we? Yeah. Can so open hearted connection without attachment. Yeah. So open hearted <laughs> connection, and ah. this is for all of life. So it is a non attachment to. 
um, materialistic things to partnerships, to family, to my job title, to my role, to my children, mm-hmm. to any of those things. It's an, a non-attachment to all of those things that are a part of life, but they're also sovereign evolving things. You know, our partners are always sovereign, evolving things. Our children are, our, like, jobs are, you know, like, everything is like an entity. And when we're trying to hold it and constrain it and, like, make it into a version of something that we think it should be, we're fighting against divinity. <laughs> like, we're fighting against ourselves. Can I just say something like, yeah, <laughs> like, honestly, obviously. Those are those are very powerful words like open hearted connection without attachment. And I was like, oh my god, I'm feeling attacked. No, like, <laughs> and then like also as you're talking, you know, this non attachment, sovereign, evolving that just speaks to my soul so much. And <laughs> also, what I felt in that is that that is the divine feminine. Yeah, that is like Absolutely. you know either mother or lover or sister or auntie like that's the divine feminine piece I feel it's inner peace because we free ourselves in that we free ourselves to be completely authentically who we are in our journey when we're not living according to like the attachment of other things and so this this like message and integration began I don't know how long ago now, maybe it's come through in the last year, but as connection without attachment, but it shifted like in the last probably six months of it's not only connection, it's open hearted connection. Mm. So it is like, I will still show up vulnerably in life completely freely bring all of myself here. And I don't know where life is going. I don't know what's going to happen. Like, I I don't know what's going to happen in this relationship, in my parenting, in this career, like in my personal development journey, because we never really know where it's going. <laughs> but I'm going to choose to continue to show up. And, you know, I when I spoke into this with this mom last night, she was just like, oh, my gosh, like, this is the most divine of loves to set her free. And I was like, that's what, this is this part of her journey. Like she, you know that, and you know her so well, because your souls are intertwined. Like, you know that this is what her soul is calling right now, is this next part of her journey, which is there. And the fact that you don't need to be attached to being a role in that physically right now, I see because love is limitless. The moment that you think about her, of course it goes to her. Love knows no like distance or time. It doesn't matter where she is in the mm-hmm. world. She will feel it because your hearts are connected. You know, yeah. like knowing that you don't have to be that physical person right now and that this, you are being called into your own healing, your whole dismantling of what her life had been up until that point. You know, you need the village around you to fill your cup up so then you can show up with her in other stages of your life. Like that is, I, I said to her, like, I'm so inspired by you. Like I'm, you know, and she was like, oh my gosh. And coming from a mom, you know, I said, honestly, that's a kind of love that is for the brave hearted. <laughs> yeah. oh, thousand million absolute fucking percent. I'm just like after that, and then you just continuing to speak to that. I'm just like, oh, feeling oh. like, like oh, yeah. here it is. There we go. And and because also as you were talking, what it was um doing is just like 
removing all of those like abandonment and guilt yeah. and shame yeah. and unworthiness like it just yeah. it just took it all there away yeah. so much freedom yeah. so much freedom yeah. oh that I- open-hearted um that open-hearted message <laughs> like channeled message came through for me also last year oh no <laughs> no not not last year, but like the beginning, like the end of last year, beginning. Yeah. And that was the most hardest thing that I went oh, through. Oh, horrible. Sorry. Because it's like, <laughs> like okay. That, that is the true feminine. Yeah, it's the vulnerability in it. Yeah. That's so I, scary. Yes. Oh, man. Yeah. I just want to bring I just want to bring focus to that, actually, just about how, you know, when we caught it on, say, I'm just going to show up as my most authentic self and be completely vulnerable. Like every time I hear that or that I say that, I just like acknowledge like the work that it's taken to get to that point and like the actual things that you have to do and go through to get to that point in your life. Well, not everybody, I'm just speaking for myself, but for me anyway, because just all the things, but to actually like just show up, you know, like, even how we do these, call it all like speak. This is the most like I'm I just feel very relaxed. Like I'm talking amongst friends because it's what I what I, what we are doing. But mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, I could I could never even think that I'd be doing this like two years ago, three years ago. This would be just like not even a creation of a thought in my brain, you know, because yeah, just just to get to a point where you can actually be vulnerable, because that's a big thing to be your full on authentic self with you know people. It it is a thing because we just have so many masks and all the things we're worried about. All so yeah, just bringing acknowledgement to that. Sorry, peace. I just felt yeah. like I, to say that. I want to acknowledge actually the people in situations that we need to let we that we have to let go of in being our op- most open-hearted vulnerable um authentic self because that's yeah you know absolutely. that is and yeah, even actually, if it's temporary yeah. even if it's temporary because it's honoring that person's journey and it's honoring our it's honoring self and through doing that how much healing takes place um you know not always straight away but down down the track yes and continues and continues and not being um in the fucking chore about it (laughs) yeah just just being really just be yeah. like real about it, you know? Being real about it. <laughs> That's the authentic, yeah. vulnerable piece. And just the deep trust, right? That everything is working out as it's according to. Like, um, so funny, I just let you guys know, I just had a message come through from that mum. Oh. <laughs> the client from last night that I just <laughs> spoke about. She literally just sent me a message. Oh, How goodness. funny is that? Oh, my God. <laughs> I had this download come through um a couple of weeks ago which is 
the only thing that is our responsibility is our own frequency, our own mm-hmm. vibration. So that can be translated to us showing up according to our values, our beliefs, our authenticity, our vulnerability, however feels good for people to translate. But all that is our responsibility is to show up in that frequency and completely surrender the rest to the universe. You know, God, whatever word feels good to whoever is listening. Like it's that going, my responsibility is to be exactly who I'm meant to be in this world. The rest is going to be taken care of. And yes, sometimes that will come with the grief. Sometimes that will come with the loss. But also when we stay in that place, we are going to attract more things in that are in the same frequency as that as well we're gonna have more freedom like we'll be more relaxed in it and we can just go cool so all I need to do in life is show up as I meant to be kind compassionate caring follow my soul mission you know like have healthy boundaries that's the only thing that is actually up to me to follow and be guided by the rest is taken care of we don't need to do it You know, like we can't control other people's decisions, like all these other things that are outside of us. We can't do that. Like, let it be how it's meant to be and know that there's things there for you, regardless of of how you're trying to control it. There's gifts. There's always gifts in every interaction, right? Every conversation, every relationship, everything, there's a gift there. It's just whether we choose to see it or not. Yeah, because our energy, our energy and who we're being, you know, will attract and demonstrate to people, mm-hmm. to other people. It's like sending off those beacons like you were talking about before. Yeah. All that, that frequency stuff. Um, yeah, and that's why I love the work that I do is because at the end of the day, it's about teaching um, us, you know, to love ourselves. Yeah. And like actually <laughs> decoding that, that word, love. Yeah. Mm. Mm. And I just like, yeah, takes us back to that first conversation we had, which is around self-awareness because, mm. you know, self-love is such an important concept and that's like the the core thing that drove me when I started and embarked on this journey was my journey to love myself to come back and then as I learned it's like a reconnection it's a union it's back it's a coming back into it's a remembering yeah Yeah. and then in order to actually love yourself you have to know yourself which is the self-awareness piece how can you love someone you don't fucking know Mm -hmm. you know (laughs) yeah 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 um oh my gosh just like all the things today yeah um yeah and and i just yeah i want to say like showing up and now that's all we have responsibility for showing up in our own frequency 100 percent a and like well that's our truth really isn't it like that's because we do anyway even when we don't know even when we're unconscious we show up in the frequency that we of which we are mm yeah so and we attract in that which we are that's why that like being the change you know like embodying the way that we wish the world to be Mm. like that's the greatest gift we can be like how do we want to show up we want to show up and be like yeah 
you guys are like, yeah, we're going to have conversations about this stuff because we want more people to have conversations about this stuff. Yeah, we're going to show up and do our person, personal development work because imagine the world if everyone was doing that. Like that's what we do. Right? We embody the way that we wish people to treat other people that we want to treat ourselves. Like I said, to so many people that are single, I'm like, show up as the greatest love of your life. Like how are you nurturing yourself? Like what are you doing? Because you are putting out there a a message of this is how I deserve to be treated. You know, yeah. it's like show mm -hmm. up as that person, you know, that you that you desire to see more of in the world, the characteristics, yeah, all of the attributes of what it is to be. You know, and that is also things like doing the shadow work and doing the shit, you know, like it's showing up as that. And when more of us, and I feel it, are coming into these spaces of doing that, of course it creates ripples. Like, of course we have things like this, these conversations you guys are having birthing. Of course we have things in our businesses mm. that are birthing. Of course they are because we're creating that through like, yeah, this is what we're going to do now. This is going to be the new way. Mm. Mm. Yeah. So I'm just sitting here thinking, oh, <laughs> you're talking and like, you know, um, when we do think about it, like, you know, people we've connected with, friendships, relationships, they're literally just all projections of ourselves. Mm -hmm. And like when you think about it from that perspective, it can be depending on who you'd connected with. <laughs> Super confronting. <laughs> yeah. And also, um, yeah, show you where you need to do it. <laughs> and that's that thing, right, of sending love to every version of us that we've ever been. Yeah. You know, and being like, okay, cool. Like I was in that thing, whatever it was. And I can see now, oh my gosh. Yeah. Wow. You know, well, we. like, okay, now what do I do? Yeah. How do I want to show up now? We can't wow. change who we've yeah. been, decisions we've made. How do I want to show up now? Yeah. yeah. 100%. And, and know that you a million thousand percent can create that person that you want to show up as. Yes, yeah. like that, is, that is why we have that is why we have a womb. Mm -hmm. Like at the end of the day, you know, we're always death, rebirth, right? Oh, that, that, that is divine feminine. We're like allowing parts of ourselves to die so we can create yeah. space for new parts of ourselves to live. Yeah, 100%. and and you know, and I love that it's also within our men too. Absolutely, yeah, you know. Yeah, energetic, energetic womb portals. Like, it's just the, we have our own inner verse, you know, our own inner cosmos within that space. Mm -hmm. And, um, yeah, very, very powerful when you can alchemize that area because that is where um, past, present, future is is held. Mm -hmm. and, and we can, we can. Um, we can work to heal all that trauma that is held within uh, in that space and within the body. And um, yeah, I I'm just mindful. Yeah, sorry of our time and also yeah. just of that of that message there that was actually very beautiful. And I think just in, I want to like sort of wrap up and bring our corridor to a bit of a close as we um, sort of. Thank you. Yeah, corridor through these topics. 
Um, and what I wanted to bring it back to, which is also bringing us back to the the topic and what we were sharing and talking about in our perspective today was um, that healing piece, you know, um, that when we do heal ourselves, when we do take those times, we, we you know, first of all, we have the awareness that there's things that we need to change, <laughs> things that are, could be better. Um, and then a knowing that an understanding or an understanding that we can actually we can actually be the creators of change in our own lives and the creators of our own lives. Um, that there are tools and there are there are resources that are available to us out here, but also our keyest, our most important um tool is us, is within ourselves. Everything starts with us, eh? Within. Um yeah. and also just following on from what you've both said today, actually, and just, you know, like summarizing or not summarizing but just some of the key things points that I want to leave with us and with anybody that's listening to this corridor is when we you know come to an awareness or have the awareness and we all do <clears throat> that we can be better or do things better or change things in our lives it is about you know you've had that thought so it's about taking the action towards that and that mm. when we do when we do taking the action obviously is the key thing because that's how you execute on your plan I eh? like that sounds very masculine but um when we do heal ourselves yes we are healing ourselves but in doing that we're also healing all those generations that come after us and also it's a healing of all the generations before mm. us yeah that, that that's the generational healing. That's mm. the that's the generational healing is healing in ourselves. Heal ourselves, he, healing ourselves, doing the doing the mahi, doing the things we need to do to have this life that we so relish and be the lover that we want to have in our lives and be the mother that we want to have in our lives. We need to mother ourselves first. We need to love mm. ourselves first. Mm. We need to take those actions to heal us, heal ourselves. Because in healing ourselves, we heal the those, world. Yeah, other world, those <laughs> after us, and those before us. Mm -hmm. Yeah, how empowering, yeah. right? Yes, and daunting, and it can be <laughs> in that polarity. Yeah, yeah, and, yes. and we can live in polarity of yep, like wow, and also how incredible how powerful, mm. how empowering that we always have that available to us and that we are bringing more and more people in to be in a village to do that together, that, yes, mm. some of our journeys we alone, but we're not meant to do all of it alone and we're changing that story as well. Yeah. So true. Yeah, yeah There's power in solitude, but not all the time. <laughs> not all the time. Not every day. <laughs> power in solitude, but, yes, yeah, so much is in the collective as well and togetherness. Yeah yeah mm -hmm. yeah 100% um shall we I just want to say thank you so much for your presence with us today here um the absolute like oil that um is within you that you've shared with us today and with everybody else that's listening I just you know like I was just sort of like hanging on your every word like waiting yeah. for everything and <laughs> You know, I guess a key moment for me today, as you know, was this bit that um, triggered me where I felt attacked, but also loved at the same time. <laughs> and like, oh, my God, that's amazing. 
was this corridor about you know open heart open-hearted connection without attachment and I just fully got that like they just fully landed with me and I'm like oh yes what am I so worried about like because you would say no like everything's happening for you um what's meant for you will never pass you by but we still hang on like you know you still hang on for shit because it's like I just still want the lesson just just shadows (laughs) open your heart to life yeah yeah but thank you for that because like from that today actually for me like some action I'm going to take away from today and maybe you know if you're listening you might want to do this too is like I'm actually just going to sit with that and sit with those things that I do hold attachment to and just mm-hmm. release that. I'm just going to do that today by myself, just for myself, you know, because I, I need to, I want to, and I want to let that go. Yeah. yeah. So, um, and it, it's a regular practice for me now, like the, the embodiment for that in my life. And, and I, I will say the embodiment of that in my life and also it, it requires constant work. Like I'm constantly in that, like feeling that, okay, cool, letting that go, come back to center, come back to presence. Like, but because it's ingrained, like that, that tool pops straight in, like I'll feel some kind of attachment, you know, I don't know whether it's to like, like parts of ego come in or like in partnership or with the kids or whatever. And, and I just like sit with it for a moment, cool, beautiful, don't need to hold on to that, full trust, everything is working out, release. So it's like, yeah. um, it, it, yeah, it's, there's no, you know, I always say there's no final destination. There's no like healed version of a person, but it's like integrating these like universal truths yeah, that yes. you discover self-freedom in them. Mm. it's it's gonna I'm gonna implement it I'm going to yeah just reprogram myself to that because that's beautiful <laughs> yeah. and yeah, I feel like that'll be another corridor in the future is about attachments because yeah. that's that's mm-hmm. a whole that's a whole <laughs> yeah. Corridor yeah. With yeah. so yeah thank you so much thank you thank you thank you um and honestly like I look forward to watching more of you um as you navigate this world this space and the preventative pieces of mahi you're doing with our rangatahi like how beautiful um I'd love to actually have a coffee with you one day or yes, a I, was just say that. I know you're just in Tauranga which is just over the way so mm-hmm. let's do that at some stage I'd love yes, that so yeah. much yeah um, absolutely can you could you just let like the people listening know about because you said there was a men's retreat that you are a part of? Like when yes. is that? Can they just contact you directly? Yeah, yep. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so you can uh, I use Instagram the most and it's on my Instagram. So I'm Mama Chow CEO. So M-A-M-A-C-H-O-W-C-O on Instagram. I have shared it. Um it's the weekend of the 10th of December and the reason it's that weekend is because that is World Suicide Prevention Day um, and so it's over three nights and it's down in um, near Otaki um, mm. yeah and it is so beautiful so there's going to be myself um, and a couple of other facilitators holding workshops within that space we're all going to be there together on this beautiful space that we've um, hired out for it. And it is for absolutely everyone. Like you you can come in and dive deep into some stuff and um, through some of the modalities and stuff that we're bringing together. However, more than, more than 
anything else, the intention behind it, and it's myself and a good friend of mine, Carolyn, who lost her son to suicide many years ago. Mm. Um, our intention behind it is to yeah, create villages of men where they can be held and they can dilute shame and they can feel um, loved on and supported and release, you know, stories and trauma and all that stuff as well um, to change their lives forever through spending this time with us. So there's information on there. Um, my website is mamachowholistichealing.com. Um, and all the things that I do are on there as well. And then the organization that I currently work with, and I know it is specifically for girls right now, but it's like get behind there. Like they're so awesome. They're called Tipu, Tipu Skills for Life. We also do mentoring, but we also work with, um, oh, they're called Upside Mentoring now. So, you know, speaking into like the whole, this could have been a whole conversation, but um, like mentoring, really cool thing for yeah. like men to be doing to give back and yeah. also to get our boys into so I don't know about different mentoring things around the country but I know upside mentoring which is Auckland based are phenomenal we uh partnered with them as well um yeah hmm. it's did amazing. you say sorry Jess no, did you say that I thought I heard you say 10th of December. Did you mean September? September. Yes, September. September. Yeah, that's what I heard. I was going to ask that too. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, 2023. 2023, yeah. Yeah. With plans to do another one before then and also with, like, big plans to mm. just, like, get behind. Uh, so what, what I'm really pushed into doing now with, like, my social media and, um, like, my business pages and stuff is – I'm bringing in and reaching out to men that are already holding spaces so I can get behind them and support them and promote them and share them um, because I believe that women, women need to hold space for women, men need to hold space for men, and then there need to be spaces where we come together and um, co-creation as well. So, um, yeah, really yeah, getting that. behind yeah so I am um, uh, yeah, if you can follow me on um, social media, then I'm going to be sharing more like lots of people within this country and online throughout here that I know are just amazing guys doing awesome work in these spaces as well. Beautiful. Mm -hmm. Beautiful. Thank Love you it. guys so much. Thanks for being a platform for really important conversations. <laughs> oh, look, thank you so much for um, being with us today. We truly, like, truly, truly appreciate you. Mm -hmm. um, wish you all the best on your um, journey, you know, and we, um, I know we'll just be speaking more yeah. and more. Anyway. Yeah, we will. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, so much love you guys. So, so, so much love. Um, speak of mama, I'm going to go get my kitties now. So beautiful, like Christmas and New Year's and everything to everyone as well. And like last final message to come through. Be gentle on yourselves in the next couple mm. of weeks. There is a collective stress energy. Let's just choose not to participate in that stressful energy. <laughs> <laughs> yes. 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 Let's choose peace and harmony. <laughs> yeah, yes. oh, okay, Thank love you, you guys so much. Thank, Thank you. Thank you so much. Bye. 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 Bye.